0: Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien.
1: Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, John O'Brien, coming to you from the Keystone Contractors Association, headquartered right here in the great town of Dillsburg, Pennsylvania little slice of americana right here so <laughs> life is good here life is cold here and life is better here because i get to see my good friend chris on the screen so chris what's going on brother
2: hey john how are you man I, uh, i'm doing all right I can't wait to see you face to face i know it's been a while and yes. uh, we're back in the studio today right we're back, baby. <laughs> We're back. Here, here we come. Watch out. Yeah, but uh, as John mentioned, my name is Chris Martin, and I am president of Atlas Marketing. And you've heard me say it again, and I'll probably say it many more times. We tell stories for companies that build things. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to you from the uh, lovely little village of Silwickley out in western Pennsylvania. And uh, joining us today is a fellow western Pennsylvanian just like John used to be, but we, we'll we give, John, we're going to give you that you know memorial. You're still okay. a Western Pennsylvania guy.
1: I still come know? back from time to time. Right. So.
2: right. It's that boomerang effect we, we yeah. all love so much. But uh, <laughs> with us today is the president or vice president of Carl Walker Construction, great all-around guy, Greg Hideas. Greg, thanks for joining
0: us. You hey guys, thanks for having me. Going on, Greg. It's been a while. Hope is good. Yeah, had- yeah. How you been, John? Good to see I've you. I've been good.
2: I've been good, real good.
0: Yeah. So everybody
2: knows Carl Walker does one thing really, really well, and that's parking garage. And I, I have the a little bit of the inside track, simply because you know, full disclosure, Carl Walker is a client of Atlas Marketing. But the aspect of Greg joining us today is to talk about that specialization and what it means to the industry, what it means to his company and the future of the company. But I also know that you do a little bit more than just parking garages. You do a lot of maintenance and repair. So I don't know why I'm talking. Greg, why don't you tell <laughs> us what's going on? Because nobody wants to listen to me, so I apologize.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's simple. We, we build and repair parking garages broken down into three divisions. We build new garages. We currently have uh, four in the works right now. We're a 28-year-old company. We've built uh, almost 65 parking garages from New York through uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland, built one in South Carolina once on a you know wild whim. but sure. and then we have we have another division that that repairs parking garages and does waterproofing. Uh, we're housed here locally in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. and then we have uh, two branch offices, one in Charleston, West Virginia, and one in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Uh, and then we have a third division, which is our specialty division where we take specializing in, concrete in parking garages and drill it down a little bit further, but uh, we basically take all of our specialties from building and repairing garages, and we turn those into other uh, concrete infrastructure items. So we do a lot of stadium work, a lot of bridges. Uh, we've done a couple dams, some, some structural strengthening stuff, you know, things that kind of fall out of parking garages fall into our specialty division.
2: Great. Talk about the setup of the company. But what I really find interesting about your business is, is that you really, you are a construction company and you understand the construction process, but you really solely focus on that one aspect. Can you tell us a little bit about that specialization and what it means as a company and, and kind of how you got to that point and the, kind of the realization?
0: Yeah, I think it helps to start with uh, the beginning of, of Carl Walker Construction. So Carl Walker was an engineer who Out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, he really focused on parking garage repairs. So he started his engineering companies and realized that people needed a a faster turnaround to construction from engineering. So people would call, say, either I have an emergency, I need to get it repaired now. And that kind of started the whole design build process in, in the world. And then also, hey, I have an immediate need, say, a school uh, had a, a large increase of you know faculty or students, and they needed to increase parking quickly. They couldn't go through you know six months of of design and then two months of bidding and then two months of permitting. So. He decided to start a construction company, and he started it here in Pittsburgh. Uh, John, I think you remember Dave Monroe. I think you guys yep. worked together at the NBA in yeah. Western PA. So Dave Monroe was one of them. He was kind of the business-focused guy, marketing, kind of tackling some big projects. And then uh, the two guys that you know outlet or went fifty-fifty for the majority of the time that I was here were Len Troupis and Joe White. And Leonard built parking garages his whole life. He has a Dick Corporation background and Mule Lock Structures, which was an old parking garage. If you ever seen those castellated beams with the big holes in them around Pittsburgh, that's what they built. And then Joe White, who worked for a couple of different companies, master builders. I think he worked for Western at one point in time, but a lot of concrete repair, waterproofing. So they brought this group together. And, and from a very early stage, it was Carl Walker's vision. To stay focused on parking garages, and that's why he found those those two guys. And Dave Monroe had a parking garage background as well. Mm-hmm. So really all three of them were just focused on parking garages. And you know, and that's why we kept the car walker name. there's there's a couple engineering firms out there that we share the name with, but everybody who knows parking garages or owns a parking garage or had to deal with parking garage repairs or try to build one knows that name really well. So we, we've always kept the name and we're really proud of that name because it means so much in this industry. As far as what specializing means to us and why we've kind of stayed on that path, specializing does one thing really well and it keeps you focused. Uh, we're always focused on parking garage work. Is it a new built parking garage, restoration parking garage? All the noise and everything else that comes around from being a general contractor doesn't doesn't affect us anymore. So somebody could call in here and say, hey, I want to build a storage facility or uh, one of these big beautiful buildings downtown, you know high rise uh, with a bunch of glass and commercial space, whatever. and it's not in our wheelhouse. So one, people know that so we don't have to field a bunch of calls and waste a bunch of time telling people no. And so our lead generation is really pretty direct and forward if if it's not a parking garage, then we don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we don't get a lot of, like I said, noise around people trying to pull us in different directions. The other thing I love about it is it allows us, and, and you know this from doing a lot of, you know, our, our research and outreach, but it allows us to to stay really passionate. You know, when you are a general and you do everything, it's it's hard to be passionate about everything right just by the definition of of passion so it allows us to be passionate we hear that from all of our clients that we're very passionate about doing the right thing making sure that you know the repairs that we're performing or how we're building a garage is is correct and is going to stand the test of time and um yeah so focus and 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 passion and you know and and Keeping us organized and on the path of parking garage only has is, is been really beneficial to us.
1: Okay, so so 28 years, you've been around, right? Yep. And I'm sure over the 28 years, you've touched a lot of clients, a lot of customers, uh, hopefully repeat clients. You know, everyone strives for repeat clients in this, in this industry. And by repeat, I'm assuming they're satisfied with your work, as they should be. Yep. Do they approach you? Is it tough saying no to repeat client? And they say we we had such an enjoyable experience, such a great, you know, we're so satisfied. Jump out of your lane one time. Help us build X, whatever X is. And is it is it tempting to say no there? And and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. I had more question, but I'll ask later. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: To be honest, I can yeah. probably count on one hand as many times as that's happened. Um, oh really? Okay. They they know that we're gonna stay within our lane. We have a lot of great relationships with other people in the industry and we're happy to refer out to people that we know can perform these other scopes of work. You know, Most recently, I think I had someone ask me, after I finished the concrete repairs, there was tile on top that they wanted to replace and they wanted us to self-perform it. And I said, we, you know, we don't do tile, but here's mm-hmm. a list of three companies that do tile and do yeah. it well, so here you go. So we demoed this big full depth area, put it back together, and at the end of the day, they went out and hired somebody else to to put the tile down to finish off the space. So okay. it doesn't happen as much as you think. Repeat clients are are huge for us, though. Generally, do not say no to them. Again, it's within our wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so part two to that now, about staying in your lane here. Twenty eight years. You know, you've seen some economic downturns. Are you tempted there at all? Like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, the work's slowing down, and you know, we got to. Keep this machine machine running here at work. Here we we got we need some work, you know, like everyone else needed work. So
0: yeah, so I think that's a great question for the times that we're in. For anybody who's been you yep. know, following yeah. the news lately, we currently have backlog for about the next two years. I hate using this term, but uh, I think it fits our our restoration division is almost almost recession proof. What I was talking to somebody about yesterday was if. A piece of concrete falls from one of your buildings due to freeze thaw, due to uh, corrosion of the reinforcing, anything that could happen, you're not going to not fix it because we're in a recession. You may just only fix that one area. So, a lot of our business now on the repair side is cause and effect. So, you know, the rebar corroded, a piece of concrete fell, it landed on, you know, Mrs. Smith or Mr. Smith's car. Uh, We got to fix it. Now, what we'll do is we'll go back to the cause and say, okay, it happened because you had a waterproofing issue up here. Let's fix that, then fix the repair. And now we know it won't happen again. In a recession, what we see is people opt to not fix the cause, fix the repair, kick that can down the road until there's more money available or more funding available. And then come back and and do that repair on the new build side we see big downturns just like anybody does you know you can just count cranes in the sky two years ago versus you know a year from now two years from now when if this recession ever hits but we that's why we like having these different divisions that still focused on the same lane but do completely different things so when development goes away and when you know, that big spending goes away because interest rates go up, because of inflation, because of anything, the design build, new build market kind of tapers off. Uh, we keep a lot of irons in the fire, but then the restoration division takes over and you know, pays the bills, keeps the lights on, and, and continues us moving forward. It's a smart, smart business approach, too.
2: What are, what are some of the trends you're seeing in parking garages right now?
0: One of the biggest is is EV stations, you know, we're building a garage currently, I think three years ago or something, we saw five EV stations, you know, planned four for five total EV stations. Now we're building an 800 car garage and there's capacity within the power to have a hundred, you know, one eighth of the spots be EV charging stations. That's huge. Car accounting systems are getting really big. Um, Anything that can make a garage more efficient and more user friendly. We tell everybody that it's really like the front door to your campus, to your mall, to whatever. The first thing that you're going to see is a parking garage. You know, you don't let your car park itself yet and just walk in the front door of the mall. You park your car in the garage and then go into the mall. So or, or the campus or the office building, whatever. So anything that can make your patrons, your tenants, your students get to the spot faster with uh, less brain power has has been on a big uptick they've got uh, new systems out there that work within the lights that have some cameras that can show you empty spaces directional arrows that light up green and red to point you in different directions as far as technology from the the concrete world itself most of the repair materials have pretty much stayed the same there's some newer technologies coming out with with waterproofing, overall the repair tactics and, and the construction tactics that we've used really haven't changed. The other big thing in construction, not within parking garages, is everything's electronic now. You know, we're probably the last ones to leave the Stone Age behind and and get all of our guys' iPads <laughs> and you know, make sure that all of our drawings, all of our productivity counting systems. Uh, onboarding, everything's online now, which makes everything much simpler. Gives everybody back, time back in their day. Oh, it's um, interesting.
2: I, I know I, I was in a over the summer driving in, on vacation, and you, you mentioned that car car counting uh, system. It was really cool. I remember I'm driving down there, and it literally above there was a spot, and there was an arrow pointing to that spot, and I didn't notice it, but my daughter in the back seat said, "Dad, there's a you know there's a spot right there," and I'm thinking to myself. My God, how did we ever survive without having an arrow telling us where to park? You know, it was amazing. But to put it into perspective, it literally, like you said, it made that that experience so much easier because all I had to do was just follow the green line, and boom, there's the spot. And man, it was true to its call, and off we went. That's, it was really cool. It was just an interesting thing that I never would have thought of. You know, as there. So now, cool. now
0: think of that same thing with uh with Christmas shopping, you know, and, and every yeah. available spot is full. It's it's a huge value add. It it may be the, the difference between uh, you know, I'll use some local landmarks, but you know, going to Galleria Mall or South Hills Village mall, yeah. you know, or Ross yeah. Park versus South Hills Village. You know, if you know that you can find a spot easily, get in the store quickly and, and get done what you need to get done, it, it makes a difference. Good point.
1: And then as far as trends go do you see the overall trend of being a specialized contractor increasing or decreasing over your your time in this in the industry
0: definitely increasing John mm-hmm. that's a great question we just did a study the other day just from our sales side just you know curious every year we you know kind of review where we've been and where we're going and one of the larger things is is the contract size of these of these projects are getting bigger so an average deal for us on on a new build was like 400 cars. Most of what we're building right now is upwards of 800 cars. The on the repair side just from like a dollar value our average repair contract was somewhere between like 2 300,000 and we do, you know, uh, anywhere between 30 and 60 of those a year. Now we we have projects that are in the 10, 15, 20 million dollar range they're getting a lot bigger. The, the average I think right now for us is about 5 million on the restoration side, so there's a huge jump there. I don't know what to credit that to. I think money was really cheap for a really long time. So people were getting those things done. I love personally when between party lines, I don't care who you are, if you start talking about infrastructure, there's a trickle down uh, right to our company. <laughs> you know, We're not building the Fern Hollow Bridge, but when it falls and people start talking about our aging infrastructure, a garage is no different than a bridge. It's just a bunch of bridges stacked next to each other that you stay on more permanently than traverse across. Mm-hmm. So there's a big push for these companies to, to spend money and get uh, their garages up to speed and safe. Uh, another thing I think is is really kind of pushed concrete repairs and well-built construction out into the the face of everyone was the, the uh, condominium collapse in Miami. Loss of life uh lots and lots of money lost, you know, insurance claims, lawyers, everything. I haven't read every single report about it, but knowing what I know about concrete repairs and construction, it can be avoided. You know, that doesn't have to happen. You can you can repair that structure, you can repair any structure and uh, get it done correctly. So I think those couple factors have, have really helped, you know, cheap money, government Politicians talking about infrastructure spending and yeah. and having some some big, uh, newsworthy collapses. You know.
2: You know another another question I have for you, Greg. I read an article just the other day of that in France, and and for that loan downloader in France, thank you. Keep downloading. We love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> they are. They actually put a bill out that don't quote me on the years, but like in the next ten years, they're going to. Every parking garage or parking lot over a certain number, like let's say it's over a hundred cars, is going to have solar panels mm. over it. Knowing you guys, I know you could do that. But is yeah. that is that another trend that you're you know like utilizing that space for energy and, and other other aspects?
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, they are great properties for solar capacity because of a lot of things. One, it's a big open space, so. When you get like a solar report, there are typically no trees higher than our garage. You have the columns that come up anyway to put your light poles on and and make it safe on the roof level. So now you can just take, excuse me, a structural steel system above and put solar panels on. I I saw one in uh, New Jersey the other day where they put solar panels up and then they gasketed all the solar panels and made it a roof. People tend to park not outdoors so they want to park inside where they're not gonna get snow rain you know not have to walk in with their bags their briefcase and in the snow or the rain so they like to park downstairs where there's a roof level garage above them so now you just turned your roof level of the garage into more covered parking which which was you know kind of an underserved area in the garages i thought that was a great idea locally here i know uh there's two or three that that have that and uh listen if you could just pay your light bill in the garage from the solar panels yeah. and you're doing something great it kind of goes hand in hand with the ev stations you know if you can draw enough power and put evs now you're really hitting that green aspect where uh you know the, the electricity is is free and you're powering a, a car two floors down and they get to go home for free so it, it's uh, I've seen a lot of it. It's really big out east, New York, New Jersey. Almost every every garage that is freestanding, it doesn't have a building above it, has solar powers on, it, solar solar panels on it. Pretty cool. Yep, It is cool.
1: Let's talk a little workforce here before the interview's over. Being a specialized contractor, does it have any sort of impact on the workforce? Um, do they like it? I mean, it's pouring concrete, you know. So. Yeah. And then and then it, a second part of that is the further you get away from your headquarters, what sort of how does that impact you and the and the workforce? And
0: so, we have a great training program. We call it Carwalker Construction University. We bring our guys in, do all kinds of hands-on training for what we have to do in the field, as well as safety training, management training, uh, leadership training. That helps. Being specialized does make it more difficult. There's there's no two ways around that. I, you know, I can't use the carpenter who can you know hang drywall and put moldings up and do this fancy interior work out on you know my muddy below grade construction site <laughs> if if they wanted to give it a try i'm sure they'd be great at it but it's completely different environment to wearing a t-shirt every day versus you know getting down into the hole and and getting dirty and putting a raincoat on and not stopping work but we kind of fill that gap with our training so by bringing guys in teaming them up with a mentor who's been with us for 20 years it really helps to kind of solidify them with the company. We have very low turnover once we get guys through that process. And there, believe it or not, there are people out there who really enjoy hammering concrete. Uh, I got a couple guys that, they don't want to show up for the poor days, which is typically the easy day with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just want to hammer concrete and do production hammering all day long. And the, you know, these guys, the, their muscles have muscles. They're so strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as 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 we get further away, no one's ever said that about me. No one's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been accused of that either, John. Um, But as we get further away, uh, we do run into some issues. You know, obviously. New York and New Jersey, we have zero issues. Great union following. We call the hall. They give us guys. They give us really skilled guys. We just did a job in in Philly a couple weeks ago. Some of the best uh, cement finishers we've we've ever had. It was a two-day hit, and we got some really good guys. We went down to Asheville, North Carolina a couple years ago and called the laborers hall, and the guy showed up and said, man, this was tough. This is a a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me. So we knew that. You know, our first phone call when we get a hold of a new project and we're in that bidding stage is to our halls and say, "How are you guys looking? Do you have enough people? Here's the location of the project. Here's what we're going to be doing." And so long as we do that, that kind of helps us make our decision about, you know, if if we want to enter into a new city and, and enter into a new project somewhere. Fortunately, for that project, we have about twenty percent of our people travel nonstop. So uh, when we get a project like that, we know we want to do, we know it's going to be a little bit difficult for the hull to supply in some areas, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. You know, we have our traveling crews that go out there and handle those projects.
2: Greg, I got to tell you, thank you. I knew a lot of this stuff just from all the conversations and and, and work that we've been doing, but I really liked what uh, what you said there about being a specialist and and how it really has helped your business. And, And I I know there's a lot of equity there in that Carl Walker name and and it goes really far and you are definitely being that steward, moving it forward. So congratulations to you and
0: and thank you for joining us today. This has been a great, great conversation. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you both for having me. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Thanks, John. It was great seeing you again. Thank you for joining the
2: Building PA Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook
0: and visit buildingpa-podcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows thanks for listening